following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Okay, everyone places. This is the final scene, so let's make this one count. Quiet on set. Places, everybody. Welcome to the Producers. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Producers. This episode of the Producers covers a rated R film that a lot of the quotes and commentary includes adult language. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Lights, camera, podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Producers. It is November already. Where did where did it go? It feels like yesterday was twenty nineteen. I am here with the quote king, Austin Kelm. Happy November, bud. What up, buddy? Yes, uh, it really, it snuck up on us. I don't know where October went, but here we are. Yeah, no kidding. It feels like, I mean, I'm going to blink. It's going to be 2022. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> it's tough. I recommend twiddling your thumbs. I don't know. That's... So uh, that's actually a fun segue because I just did the Andy Bernard and uh, he's in this movie. We're doing The Hangover. Yes, sir. Ed Helms is in this movie. I love The Hangover. I'm a I big do too. Fan. I remember seeing this movie live in theaters and just like literally, and I don't say this often, literally having tears in my eyes from laughing so hard. Oh, this movie that- was so funny. Like just, just the overall. So we, we've all got this set of friends. Right. We, we, everyone has those two to three friends that you could like 100% see yourself going to Vegas for a bachelor party, waking up the next morning going, where's John? Right. Right. We, we, we <laughs> lost somebody like and, and not remembering what you did with them or, or right, what happened or, or to them what or what you did, him. let alone what you did with that person. Right. Um, you know, it, like, and this movie just takes that idea and just drives it to the extreme. Oh, 100%. Well, I mean, it's also, I mean, thanks to Alan or Zach Galifianakis, it is also drug related because he accidentally roofies all of his friends, which I mean, I feel like every good Vegas story starts with one of your buddies accidentally roofing you. Right. Um, I don't know if every good story, ha- uh, Vegas story <laughs> has to start that way, but it, it almost always does. <laughs> right. A lot of good stories do start that way. Yes. It really, I, it, the cast across the board in this is fantastic. I mean, really, because so the main three guys, just being Bradley Cooper, Ed Helms, and really Zach Galifianakis, you can say that the guy, Doug, who they lost, um, Justin Bartha, is another main guy, but really, he's in the first, like, eight minutes, and then he's in the last eight minutes, and then there's, like, an hour and 40 minutes in between where we don't see him at all. So I don't know if I call him a main guy, but, uh, I mean, sure, he's one of the friends. Uh, but random cameos from Heather Graham, who's just a smoke show, and and Ken Jong, who it kind of like started his acting career with this movie, for, to Mike Tyson, and like it's 
Um, oh, Rob Riggle, right. who was doing Step Brothers and stuff like that, and now has become kind of a bigger deal. But this was like his first. Uh, I don't want to use the term big role, but I mean, I remember him very distinctly in this movie. Yeah. And it's hard not to um, just because everybody in this role or in this movie, like played a memorable part. Right. Right. Even if it's just for a line or two. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like even if it's just one thing, I mean, everybody like, it's like Jeffrey Tambor who plays like the dad who like they borrow his car. And he's like, it's what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, except for chlamydia. That should have come back with you. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like that, that's the only thing I remember him saying in this movie, but it sticks out. Yeah. And it's memorable. You know what I mean? Every time. I mean, who, who doesn't remember Ken Jong jumping out of the back of the car and attacking people like. I mean, know. naked, no less. Right. <laughs> right. That's that's a little bit more of Ken Jong that I've ever wanted to see. And yet it was funny. I laughed yeah. real hard despite that fact. Yeah, I mean, just so, so funny across the board. Every every single person in this, you know, we, we get to see Ed Helms in his Andrew Bernardish ways of singing a, a song. In I was movie. just going to say, yep, plays piano. What do Tigers dream of? I'm not going to lie to you. There was a hot second where this was like my ringtone. I don't, I don't know remember who's, who specifically, but it was definitely a ringtone. I'm that kind of loser that it was my ringtone because I thought it was catchy at the time and laughed every time I heard it. Well, and that also gives you, I mean, this was 2009, so it was definitely college. Right. And it was really before texting was like a thing. Like you were an expert at T9 and I was like, dude, quit texting me. Just call me like who texts. And now, you know, why why would you call somebody? Do you want to scare them away? Texting was a thing, but it wasn't nearly as popular as it is now. Um, You know, and this was before. So like, I remember, you know, so this was the point where people still used instant messenger on AOL. Oh yeah. Aim, yeah. If you, yep. if, if you had just had the standalone app, right. Um, you know, so you, this, this, the, the quotes from this movie saw like the lyrics from that song ended up as people's away messages. So like you texted oh, people on occasion, um, you know, this is a couple of years sans my uh, $500 cell phone bill that my parents ended up being very angry about. When <laughs> I 10 realized, cents a text when you text 14,000 times a month. That's that stuff. Yeah. And uh, and all it was was like, you know, laying in bed at night, texting, texting a female. And all of a sudden you realize you don't realize that 10 cents times that many texts and five cents to get them. So it's double down. Right. Um, oh, man, te- call me after nine when it's free. Like, what are you doing right now? <laughs> right. And then it was free talk and text after nine. And yes, on right. It was a whole thing. Nights and weekends were a very big deal back in the day. Uh, which, like, what a poor plan that was. Like, you'd think people would, that's when people would want to call and text. So that should be when you right. charge them. It should be free during the workday. Right. Um, right, 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 right. But yeah, that's I for mean, adults and kids. Uh, the cool hip thing was cell phones for kids. Like, that's what it was. Right. So this, and this was. You know, so you, you you use these things as your away message. Uh, you know, you you like you would set ringtones to your contacts. And I remember, I believe our friend Rick had a very iconic line, which we will not repeat on this show. <laughs> uh, but it is like one of the first things that you get met with in the show. Like, um, you know, the the wife to be is you know lecturing him about making sure that they're doing that they're not being complete degenerates and everything else. And they right, pull right. up and Bradley Cooper paging Dr. Bleep. <laughs> I mean, oh, it, it, come on, man. They're, they're, they're mature. You just have to get them to know them better. And then he pulls up and like, as if so, on cue. Right. Well, and I, I, you know what? I think that they're, uh, we saw the unedited version, which is where the, the beep is, but I think there's a, 
another version. It's like the PG 13 version where it's like, he's like paging Dr. Douchebag. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so I like that's slightly better other than using a homophobic slur right. <laughs> to call him that. But uh, I quote this movie. I mean, it came out 12 years ago and I still quote it all the time from its littlest thing to its like biggest. So anytime anybody gets hit in the face, if somebody doesn't yell in the face, in the face, like with Rob Riggle, when he gets tasered in the eyes. Yes. All the time. Or, I mean, Zach, you know, just saying, putting classic in front of everything. Classic. Because that's just what Alan does the entire movie. Like, <laughs> driving drunk, classic. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it doesn't matter what it is. Oh, having a ham sandwich today? <laughs> classic. Right. I don't, know wh- I don't know where that came from, but that's I. it's Alan in my head from The Hangover all the time. Yeah. Like, that's just number one. Uh, so And there, I, there's so many across the No, board. no, there, there's a lot. There's a lot. I mean, again, and I hate to go back to Robert Gilliam, but like, shut that baby up. Shut that baby up. He kicks in the door and he's pointing the gun and they're all screaming. Like, it doesn't have to be a baby. Anybody. Somebody's making a lot of noise. And if somebody else yells, shut that baby up. I know exactly what they're talking about. Right. She's got my grandmother's Holocaust ring. I didn't know they gave out rings at the Holocaust. <laughs> Holocaust like, right. <laughs> like, so inappropriate. But like. what? Well, and there's, you know what it is? And it's not always like these big setups. Like you just like outlandish humor and stuff like that, but like little things of just like Alan being an idiot, where he takes his satchel and throws it on the ground, and he's like, "Hey, there are Skittles in there." <laughs> really? That's the whole thing. Like guys have guns pointed at you, and you're super upset that the Skittles aren't there. Right. Hey, we should, we should come back next weekend and take the whole city down. Oh, sorry, I can't. The Jonas Brothers are in town. Wait, what? <laughs> there we are. Not that guys. he's busy, but specifically the Jonas Brothers are in town. Guys, guys, what about the tiger? What if he got out? Oh, fuck. You keep forgetting about the goddamn tiger. How the fuck did he even get in there? We don't know. We stole it from Mike Tyson. Again, awesome cameo. Right. Where he's like, he's rocking out to, you know, uh, Phil Collins and doing yeah. the drum solo. And then, again, punches Alan in the face. <laughs> yeah, some people think that Mike Tyson's a bad guy. I think he's kind of sweet. Really? I think he's mean. And he's got this huge black eye and his whole side <laughs> of his face is swollen. Uh, you, know, you know, I quote. Part of this part of Stu's song, which I believe it is called Stu's song, if you look it up somewhere, that sounds all right. Um, for some reason, I quote the whole we're gonna find our best friend Doug and then we're gonna give him a best friend hug, Doug, Doug, Dougie, Doug, Doug. (laughs) I I don't know why that pops into my life as often as it does because I don't even have a friend named Doug, but I do. Come on, come on, come on, man. I I could be a Doug, (laughs) I could be a Doug. (laughs) Whoa, 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 man, Go, go easy with that black deck stuff. Come on, man. <laughs> it's so, a pleasure meeting you. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> right. Think about well, that. that like, That's my again, No, thank you. Right. No, no, thank you. Thinking about getting my bartender's license. No, thank you. Uh, Which again is one of my favorite parts of that movie. Like, so when does that work? Since you f that waiter on your cruise last June. Boom! And he like slams his fist on the table, and everybody at the wedding just turns around and starts looking at him, like. That moment where he finally stands up to himself against Sheila, his nightmare. Oh God, of a wife, Sheila. girlfriend, wife, gotta be wife. I believe Has it to be was wife. wife. Yeah, I gotta be wife. No, no, actually, I don't think I don't. I don't think it was. Maybe she was. I don't know. Oh no, no, no. He was gonna propose. That's the whole thing that he was gonna give her his grandmother's Holocaust ring. So they were just dating at the time, because that was the whole thing. And then he winds up marrying Heather Graham, the stripper from Las Jade. Vegas, Jade. Nailed it. Are, are you sure it was Sheila? 
No. Oh, well, so, okay. So Definitely. Sheila is, no, no. Her name is Rachel Harris and it's Melissa. Um, is gotcha. it Melissa? But uh, is she Sheila in uh, the show Lucifer? Because uh, that's where I know her from. And... Okay. So that's, you know, you, you, you can't go crossing franchises on me. I get real confused. I'm sorry. Well, she's all, listen, she's also in the show Suits, which I was a real big fan of on USA. And I yes, think that, that, so that was a whole thing. So I've seen this woman in, I mean, I don't know, the accumulative of 14 seasons worth of, you know what I mean? TV shows that like that, that's where my brain goes. This is actually one of the few people that from this movie that I think of her in something else first, not the hangover. Right. And see, and that you, your brain works in that realm. My brain works far less in that realm, which is why I get confused when you cross franchises. Right. Yeah. And use wrong names on you. And you're like, you went cross-eyed and you're like, I'm not seeing that on IMDb anywhere. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so uh, it's actually funny that you brought up the texting because there's actually <laughs> Phil's answering machine message. First off, he had an answering machine. So right. Those were still relevant because yeah. people still had house phones. For those of you younger listeners out there, house phones were things <laughs> that were attached to the wall and had cords and they didn't go in your pocket or have internet access. Although that is how you got internet access on your computer was through that wall jack. So and you a lot couldn't of be on the internet and talk on the house phone at the same time. Yeah. A lot of Cause, cause you know, things. you had one phone line. Yeah. Well, a lot of interesting stuff to unpack there. But uh, so Phil's answer machine message was, hey, this is Phil. Leave me a message or don't. But do me a favor. Don't text me. He he right. adds, he adds something else in the end. Again, we can't say that on the show. <laughs> we, we, we've, we, we've dropped a lot of F-bombs today uh, to the point that I, I put a, a buffer at the front warning of uh, adult language because I'm not going to go through and bleep all of this out. I've done it before and it's kind of a pain in the butt. So uh, well, this movie is just kind of filled with them. Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's, it's hard just to talk this, this movie, movie talk right. quotes without. Correct. You, know, you, you can go without the, 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 the slurs and whatnot, but like just staying away from the F-bombs is just hard. Like, I, <laughs> right. The amount of times that I've looked at someone and said, you want to fuck on me? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, again, or, or the doctor, like, oh, do you even know where we were going? Uh, yeah, it's at the corner of get a map and fuck off. Like, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> That's just what they do. Who and was again, that guy? He was so mean. Yeah, right. Well, again, and that's and that's the doctor. That's Matt Walsh being he's in the movie for, I don't know, three minutes. But I remember get a map and F off. Uh, no, no, like no question. You know what I mean? And it, you just slipped it into a life quote anywhere in there. Somebody asked you a very obvious question that they could just simply Google on their own, but somehow they're asking you for it. And like, like you're supposed to be an expert in whatever they're talking about. Right. Like, oh, do you, do you know where they have chess freezers on sale? Like, I, I don't know. It's at the corner of get a map and fuck. You know, like Google it and fuck. I'm like, I don't know. What the, where, look it up, man. Where did chess freezers come from? Because I'm in my basement. I'm staring at mine. So That's I don't fair. know. That's fine. It's, you know, this was an I spy episode where I just quickly looked around my basement going, okay, that, that, that's a good subject matter. Let's do that. Uh, so uh, fun, fun facts about this movie. Did you know that Ed Helms didn't need any special effects for the toothless thing that he had going on. I, you know what? I did know that, that that's how he got the part that they were, they asked him like, what would you do to get this role? And he literally right in front of them, like, it's kind of like, it's just a false tooth. Or I don't know if he, it's not quite a retainer, but he can just pull it out at random. So, so he never, one of his incisors never grew in. So he has a fake one. Um, so he just takes the, the prosthetic out when like for that, for those scenes. Right. 
And and during his interview or our audition for the movie. Right. So and he like, was just like, he goes, no, I would, I would rip my own tooth out. And then he like did it. And they were like, oh my God. Right. Like what a, what a fantastic like selling point. Right. And he probably thought that that would never get him a movie role ever. And here we are. So there's, there's a part um, where a cop car pulls up in front of Caesar's palace. There's actually two real employees of Caesar's palace having an argument in the background about the movie that's filming. That's funny. Right? Did you know that Mike Tyson owns seven tigers? I mean, there's very little about the like facts that you could give me about Mike Tyson that would probably surprise me. I, I don't know. I'm not shocked by that at all. I mean, the man bit off a guy's ear. I Yeah, you know what? He probably owns seven tigers. I get it. That is not that far-fetched. Uh, both Stu's song by Ed Helms and Three Best Friends by Zach Galifianakis were completely improv. Really? Yes. Huh. That 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 I did not know. I just thought that they, you know some writer came up with some ridiculously corny song, right? You know what I mean. But that's just Zach Galifianakis just making shit up on the spot. That pretty much. We, like, and we've talked about that in the past. Like the the different movies that when you watch them, like you can watch outtakes where they like do and try different things, where the actors that have the reins just kind of shoot from the hip and see what happens, and they pick the best one and run with it. Right. Like those become the iconic ones that we see in like in movies, um, you know, Talladega Nights, there's an entire scene of like what what they like to picture little baby Jesus as. Right. And the What's one that makes it in like, you know, is funny. And then a lot of the, the ones that could cut it the same way. I, I have to imagine there's other versions of these songs out there. I don't know if they right. as good, but I mean, that's the talent to improv that on like just on the spot, whatever. Right. There, there are a lot of actors who have that. It's not like it's written into their contract because you have to have a, a director that's willing to play ball in this sense. But, um, we're, hey, listen, we're going to do it the first time. Do it as written. Like, just verbatim off the script. Let's do it that way. And then the second time, whatever. Or the fourth time or the fifth time or the 11th time or you name Like, we're just going to keep doing this until we really find one that right. is just funny. Like, and then we'll, we'll narrow it down from there. But we're going to get them all filmed, and then we'll go from there. But not everybody's like that. Some people are like, hey, listen, our writers are smart. Um, read it off the page. That's what you're paid to do. You know, so you have to have a guy who's willing to, like I said, play ball and be kind of loosey-goosey with that stuff. For sure. Um, you know, this movie saved Mike Tyson's life. No. Uh, no. So he, he revealed in an, in, an, in an interview that he did the movie to help fund his drug habit. And that he was pretty much ripped on cocaine the entire, like when he filmed all of his scenes. Uh, he said that working on the film actually convinced him to change his lifestyle. Because it was called The Hangover and they were all on drugs, I guess. So there's I mean, that. He, he was just, that's what Tyson did. I mean, the man owns seven tigers. You're not, not going right. to tell me those are sober choices. <laughs> I don't know, man. People who have a lot of money just like find random things to do with it. It's like copious amounts just, of cocaine and buying tigers. Exactly. Just saying. Right. Just throwing that right. one out there. Um, you, you know, no, go ahead. Last little fun fact. Uh, they were going to use a real taser for the in the face scene. <laughs> uh, but the lawyers, here's the best part. The lawyers from Warner bros had to convince them not to. Right. That, like, the actors they, were on board. They basically said like, we will not, like, if you use a real taser, we're out is basically what the lawyers for Warner brothers said. <laughs> like, be like, come on, you can set it for a low setting. I mean, there's like those little tens machines, like the like the stem that people put on like their lower backs and stuff. You could have used something like it didn't have to be anything crazy. 
But yeah. I mean, really, the, their acting in those scenes has to be even better because now they're now I know that they're not actually getting tased. <laughs> That's just them like shaking and, and doing it while I don't know watching videos about guys getting tased and then just okay, I'm gonna do that. Right. Okay, I have more fun facts because I just scrolled down and I screwed myself here. Um, so there's a long list. Lindsay Lohan was offered the part of Jade the Stripper and turned it down because she didn't like this, the script and thought it would bomb. Um, Lohan well, is, I mean, she, she, she's not known for making intelligent choices, so there's that. Yeah, and she basically, yeah, I totally regret the decision. Um, let's see. We got Jack Black turned down the role of Alan. Jonah Hill. Honestly, I'm happy about that one too. That, yeah. That's fine. I'm okay with that. Uh, Jonah Hill, Jake Gyllenhaal, and Thomas Hayden Church were considered for the role before it was substantially rewritten during development. So, I mean, those are, those are huge names. Right. Huge All names. All those guys are, are, I mean, I don't want to use the term too pretty, but like, I don't know, Bradley Cooper got Sexiest Man Alive or whatever. So, I guess they, they're not really above just putting... <laughs> Super good looking guys in just corny, like slapsticky type right, roles. But like, like, you know what? You'll figure talking, it out. Talking Jake Gyllenhaal and Thomas Hayden Church for the role of Alan. Right, right, right. Like, I don't know if I could see anybody like Jack Black, maybe, but he, he right the wrong kind of ridiculous in my opinion. Even 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 Jonah Hill, you could have. There, there's a an aspect there. Do you go? You know what? I can understand that. I get it. Yeah. Uh, and the last little bit here is Zach Galifianakis said he forbade his mother from seeing the film and he actually yells at parents of children who tell them tell him they like the film so if you have your kids with you and you tell <laughs> that galifianakis that you liked the hangover he will scold you in front of your children again Which, also also me, fine with that that's fantastic it, like if you're if you're me i now generally assume that if i'm that kid whose parents just got scolded by a movie star for see like for having watched a movie and having kids, I now want to see the movie because I want to know. Well, why. right, 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 right. Well, why did this happen? I need to find out immediately. Right. And honestly, you know what's funny? So, like my my favorite like unsung hero of this entire movie, and some of the parts that make me laugh the hardest are anything where little baby Carlos <laughs> is in the movie. Now his name's Tyler, as we find out later on. But like, oh come on, man! I thought he looked like a Carlos too. But just like little things. So like again, you said like the cop car pulls up. Like, and he opens the back seat and hits the baby in the face. And the baby starts crying. He's like, oh, my God. And he goes, how are the sunglasses? Sunglasses are fine, dick. You know what I mean? Like, you just hit the baby in the face with a car door. Right. Or, or them sitting at the, the buffet the next morning, and he's, like, pretending to make the baby. <laughs> he just keeps wiggling his hand like he's masturbating. And he goes, come on, Carlos, not at the table. Like, that part gets me <laughs> in tears every single time. I mean, you got me chuckling just talking about it. I like it. I just, I picture it in my head. And he's just like, hey, he's too. Hey, look at, come on, Carlos, not at the table. And like, it gets me every single time. It's so funny. And again, that's one of those things where, like, did they ad lib that? Did you, you know what I mean? That's just like him. Hey, like, hey we're going to just hang, have you hang out with the baby. We're going to see what happens. Right figure it out as we go <laughs> you would like yeah like uh but most of those scenes are are, are like right up there yeah and, and again two two small scenes yeah it's not like they spent a ton of time with the baby but uh that, it, my favorites so th th this movie also spawned two sequels, sequels right which I mean has to tell you how uh, popular it was when it came out oh yeah now, now they wait a little bit in between they didn't come out right away. Correct. Um, 
This was also the highest grossing rated R comedy movie in U.S. history at the time. Uh, I could say that makes sense. I can understand that. Like I'm thinking of like everything about this movie from the cast to the soundtrack to I mean the uh, quotability everything that we talk about it like this checks all the boxes. It sure does. Um, and I now I've never seen the second or the third one. So I've seen them once, and for me, that was enough. Because so, it's basically the, 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 at least the second one, it, like, it's the exact same movie. Right. How, how many times can you irresponsibly lose somebody? Like, Because what is it? It's the same story in a different city? Yes. Like, like, literally. And not even, like, they didn't even, like, change it up at all. Like, Alan goes to, like, make sure they have fun again and tries to give them ecstasy and roofies them again. Like, really? Like, you just went and hammered the literal exact same story. Right. And I'm just like, why? You couldn't have come up with anything else that, like, I don't know, Ed Helms accidentally drugs them. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's any other thing could have happened. Well, and from the You know what I mean? But you made it the the exact same story again. Like, like, do they lose the same friend, too? Yes. Yes. Oh boy. Do you see, well, that's, and, and that's my exact point is that like, they just did the same thing. Now, listen, well, it's, it's funny. It's fine. But like, I watched the second one going, I've already seen this movie. Like, you know what I mean? Like that, and that's a little frustrating. The heavy, the heavy decrease in ratings going to two and three. Like, so I have the ratings obviously in front of me. So we'll talk about those in a minute, but like you go from one, like you lose almost a full more than a full point going from one to two and then almost another full point going two to three and then i mean from one to three it's two full points like two yeah two full rating points which you go from like 75 percent of people who have seen this movie really like it to where the last one were barely half the people who saw it liked it right do you know what i mean and uh, this is not encompassing any person who's ever seen this movie but I don't know. It, ju- it just didn't do it for me. It they, they did the same thing. There's some mild, you know, background stuff. And it. it's not like it's completely devoid of comedy. It, they're, they're funny. They're certainly, if they were on TV, I might like catch it or watch it. And it's fine, but it's just not the same. Yeah. And I mean, like just, just for the sake of comparison, uh, the movie Ted only dropped 0.6 points from Ted to Ted two. Right. So, I mean, that's a fall, a far fall from grace. Now, there's been a lot of cool things that have stemmed off this. Like I said, two sequels. Uh, we actually just earlier this year did a hangover escape room, which was a complete knockoff of the movie. Like same characters under like slightly varied names and like, well, copyright infringement, right? I mean, bad caricatures <laughs> and, but like had a blast, had a lot of fun. It ended up with uh common debauchery host, rotten Jack wearing a bra at one point, which was really funny. Uh, that picture exists somewhere, but uh, <laughs> the, 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 the interesting part of this one, this is one of the, probably a great example of, I mean, this was what, 12 years ago, we said, yeah, 2009, they they've made two sequels. The third one came out in 13, 13, basically so, every two years. Does this movie get made in 2021? I mean, probably, I, I think there have been lots of movies that are, basically guys get ripped in a night of debauchery. So, I mean, think movies of like, I don't know, Project X was kind of that same thing where all those kids threw that ridiculous party in the backyard and like they were right. all over the news. 
Um, I'm trying to think. There's there's a bunch of them. There's like where the the buddies are in like a frat or something like that, and their one buddy's super uptight, and they take him off for his 21st birthday, and then like they don't remember half the night, and you know what I mean? Like there, there's just it's a it's a tale as old as time, really. Sure. At the end of the day, I, I so but may, really the the major adjustment here would be some of the language used that even back in the ancient times of the late 20, you know, in the late 2000s was still commonplace and acceptable. Obviously, like we talked about, you know, paging doctor, you know, homophobic slur versus paging doctor douchebag. Right, 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 right. Well, I think they kind of did it for for the, the shock value back in the day, but shock value 12 years ago didn't get you canceled by everybody. Right. Well, and you know what I mean? It, and today person- that's uh, a much bigger, much more prominent thing that happens. For sure. Um, the other big part of that is, I mean, back then, some of the things that they said and did were still generally commonplace in just av- every day, just, you know, guys being guys. I mean, you know, you, the, the stuff that you like the worst of the worst that you hear right now on a call of duty, um, like chat line or whatever, like when you're <laughs> playing with people and it's like from, you know, from 11 year olds. Yeah, like the the eleven year old basically making the homophobic slur and then telling me how much of a promiscuous woman my mother is. Uh, apparently, that's one, that's like, one of those crazy things that, like, you know, we have parents that we talked about. If your parents let you watch that movie and and how we say it might be inappropriate for this and that or whatever, but I mean, parents out there, if you're not listening to like what what's being said into your kids' headsets, like I promise you, they're hearing way worse things in a call of duty headset in the middle of a match that they're hearing in almost any movie you could think of seriously it's, and it's pretty awful and if they're hearing it you can bet when they don't think you're around and can't hear them they're probably saying it too uh, i listen it's a monkey see monkey do situation that's no, that's no question well and i like we can tell you that because we both play online video games and we hear it and like you, you when you hear it coming from a voice that's kind of like up here somewhere and you're like oh <laughs> like hey right. man it's a school night go to bed like yeah, seriously super super scared of you toddler yeah but uh all right man so we've reached the point how many little clicky clackety clickety clackers you giving it Ooh, so really i i do like this movie quite a bit um it's as far as comedies go the first one first one specifically is uh one of my favorites that anytime it is on tv i watch it so i'm gonna give this uh 4.25 i'm going a solid four solid four all right solid four Eight, so, so together we're at 8.25. We are just above that IMDb rating. They gave it uh, almost an eight. Yeah, a little 7.7 7 there, which uh, to then put things in perspective, Hangover 2 got a 6.5 and Hangover 3 got a 5.8. So uh, definitely falling down the Richter scale on that one, like we said. <laughs> yeah. um, so I, this was a good episode, man. This is a good good show, good movie. Um, I enjoy this one. It, it is one of the ones that I will watch anytime I get the opportunity because it, it is just that good and that funny. So and can I tell you, like, the, the stroke of genius? Now, I don't know who did it, or, or maybe they needed to – maybe it was only PG-13 at that point, and they needed to get it rated R. But, like, the rolling credits where they're go- they find their, their digital camera at the end of the movie, and then, like, all the photos of basically the entire night and everything that happened to them is, like, yep. the credits. Yeah. Genius. Again, I, I, had, like, I had, like, relaxed, and I, I was like, oh, good movie. All right, that was funny. And then, again, crying, laughing – through the credits just doubled up it was funny i don't know whose idea that was genius because i laughed till i cried again right they gave me one more time before i walked out of the theater yeah and 
I think crafty it's crafty sons of bitches. It's, it's one of the lost arts. Like the Marvel, the, every Marvel franchise movie has done that where they, they uh, right, 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 right. One or two to the point that like you, you last at the end of the movie, your super ultra sized soda is gone. And it, in like the, the bladder buster 2000 is bladder busting. And you're like, I have to pee, <laughs> but there's a total, they're totally an end credit scene or five here. Like, let's go. And you have to sit there and wait through it. Like, this was another just fantastic, like, way to make you sit through more of the movie like because right. you don't want to miss those things so just on, across you. the board yep. just across the board good stuff yes sir uh, they killed it so i think that's gonna wrap it up here for this episode so uh quote king thanks for joining me buddy absolutely buddy pleasure as always yeah good stuff yeah you guys can obviously you're listening to the producers part of the bicbp radio network www.bicbp-radio.com slash producers you can find us on social media we have a facebook page the producers just type it in p-o-d-u-c-e-r-s we will pop up uh like comment share subscribe every monday we drop these episodes we pick a new movie every week uh, on the off chance that or the occasion that there is only one of us available you'll hear one of us talk about one of our favorite tv shows it's kind of a little sub series we got going on uh the first one that you'll probably get from the stat man which i just called his wrong nickname again uh you're gonna catch <laughs> that on the the week leading up to thanksgiving because i will be in the woods so uh yours truly will be out freezing his tail off hunting so you're gonna get to look forward to to this uh the quote king giving you, you almost his, did it again I almost, almost, did it again. almost the stat quote quote stat guy over there uh <laughs> quote king pump king is what we had last week come on yeah uh drop dropping his uh his favorite tv show on you guys and uh you know just stay tuned keep looking forward to more episodes week after week thank you every single person who listens to us uh and again tell your friends about it we if you like what you hear tell your friends we'll uh we'll talk and joke and laugh some more about some movies with you guys so uh whatever your name is thanks for joining me (laughs) (laughs) no problem buddy and with that uh cut oh you didn't know Yo ass better call somebody! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the BICBP Radio Network proudly brings to you its podcast tag team champions of the world! The Nightmare Derek Jaws, Rotten Jack Gene Williams, the host of Common Debauchery! And if you're not down with that, we got... Two words for ya!